You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Daily Destroyer, Week 11 DFS, breaking down main slate on DraftKings, part of the Dynasty Warzone Network. Happy to be here with you. I'm Tyler, at FFTylerO, with my buddy Lou. And Lou, you got a new handle on Twitter. What is it real quick? At Sherman. I can put it up. Awesome. All right, so we're, we're jumping right into this uh, Week 11 slate here. Um, real, real quickly, actually, as we always do, recapping last week, real quick, how did it go for you? All right. I think um, got some calls right. I was on McCaffrey last week. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, we aren't really getting him for that cheap if he's going to have a good week. And we saw his price increase this week. Um, he was able to get 26 fancy points without a touchdown, without 100 yard bonuses. So that just shows what type of upside this player has compared to like the rest of the field. Um, I did have some stuff with like Aaron Jones who got hurt. Um, I was big on Amari Cooper, but CD lamb was the guy for, for the Cowboys last week. So I had a couple of these DAC lineups that could have been something if I went lamb instead of Cooper, but mm-hmm. you know, that that's how it, it kind of rolls sometimes. It does. Things are great for me. I had just over 150 points. It was Dernis Johnson, Mark Ingram, Cook, my running backs. That was fine. Dak held it home for me. Darnold was a a pretty solid punt. And then Adams, Evans, Judy, none of them crushed. But at the same time, they all got double digits and held it along while my running backs took it home with the Lions defense with a solid seven. So can't complain. Things went well. Um, It was was a tough week, and to come out on top uh, is quite a good feeling. Jumping into week 11 now. I'll start the quarterback position like we always do, Lou. I think it's going to be an interesting week at quarterback. I'm not sure there's any chalk necessarily in the slate. And if there is, though, however, it would probably be Cam Newton. Um, came back two touchdowns in like what seemed like zero time on the field. Just got it done. Walked right back in. He's feeling good. Your thoughts on Cam Newton? Yeah, I think we were talking about this earlier, but it's really just his price for me. 
He's fifty one hundred. He's he's not necessarily the Cam Newton of let's say four or five years ago even. Uh but if he's gonna be the starter, we saw him getting used as a you know, more like the running quarterback that we've seen in the past. It seems like he's he might not know the system all to, all that well. It might be a little more separated um, than we would like, but I think he's going to get most of mostly, if not everything, for as the uh, quarterback this week. And I don't know. He's got the upside of of rushing touchdowns, and I think that's what really stands out to me at 5,100 where we've seen guys like Trey Lance, um, Justin Fields, who we were playing them more for, for the rushing upside, but we know Cam Newton is seen it. a goal a line back. We've seen a lot of it. Yeah. He's going to be in there yeah. when he's running the ball. It's likely going to be in the red zone. And that's why I think he is a little better of a floor than some of those rookies who we haven't really seen how they're going to get used. Yeah, fifty one hundred is, is the is the story here, and that's just enough for me to lock him in, in my lineups because we're talking fifteen points, pretty much three X, and and I'm feeling like that is well within reach for Mister Cam Newton. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about some of these quarterbacks at the top. I think there's a couple interesting things here. One, Mahomes being the the fourth highest priced quarterback. It, it, it's been a while since he's probably been down that low. But let's, you know, walk me through it. I think, you know, we talked a little about it. There's some interest in Mahomes at 76, Lamar Jackson 8, and then even Josh Allen at 81. I think people are going to see him at the top and just completely ignore him. So just, you know, quickly talk me through some of your thought process, what you're thinking for these higher-priced quarterbacks. And if I missed one, feel free to add him. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, one thing I brought up uh, earlier was Patrick Mahomes is the number four. Yeah, quarterback. It's cheap. What since when? You know, Dallas and like when's the last time? And it's a fifty-six a implied total price. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's a fifty-six point implied total in this game. It's and just like it, more. Yeah. is Patrick it's, Mahomes cheap? It's crazy because it's seventy-six hundred. But I mean, we've seen it in the past, and even last week we saw a little flash of of old Patrick Mahomes. He had fifty pass attempts. They put up 40, 41 against the the Raiders, and he had five touchdowns. So it looked like old Patrick Mahomes last week. It didn't disappear. And, it didn't go anywhere. It's their stuff. Right. So I think Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be likely the most common game that people go to. Um, I think it's going to be the type of game that like normies are going to go on and click on um, people that aren't like grinding the DFS streets like us. And that's where like a Mahomes and a, and a Dak, I think people are going to look at and, and want to play. But they're going to be less likely to pay play a Kyler coming off of injury. He's missed a couple games. I think people will somewhat forget about him, Aaron Rodgers. So there's a lot of guys that are in very good spots here that mm-hmm. might get somewhat forgotten because I think a lot of the ownership is going to get driven towards that Mahomes and uh, Prescott matchup. So for me, I'm really intrigued by going to Josh Allen because he's the most expensive um, people might somewhat forget about this game. It's something that last week he had over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, had a pretty solid week, but it was against the Jets. This week against the Colts, I think it's the type of game that I could see because the Colts will fight back. 
Um, I could see that game getting out of hand. Like it wouldn't surprise me if this is another one of those like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs games. Yep. Um, so I have interest in, in Allen as far as like tournaments go, but I think in cash, the only guy over seven K I'd go to would be Dak. Um, or I'm probably going all the way down to Cam Newton. Any other quarterbacks out there that you think uh, might be worth a play? A couple that come to mind is, you know, I'm looking at this Raiders and Bengals game, and I feel like it's got a good chance to go the over. So naturally, I'd bring you to Burrow at 66 and Carr at 59, always cheap Carr. Thoughts on these two uh, quarterbacks and then maybe this game in general, what you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think it's – you can do so much at quarterback this week. That's where even though Cam, I think, might be the highest-owned – quarterback at least in cash games um it's kind of hard to stack him uh you could stack him with like McCaffrey or, or DJ Moore I guess but um some of these other quarterbacks it's like easier to stack them you know where a lot of the targets are going yep and um you're playing them off that stuff I think what's kind of interesting like it's gross but I mean, Joe Flacco is starting at 4,600 against the, the Dolphins. So, like, I could see people doing that. But I think what's interesting No, Dolphins me, defense has been good, man. Opposite. Tua is 5,500. Um, it, it's a way to still be in that cam range but not play cam. And it's against the Jets. So People forget that Tua has been good when he's played full games and been healthy. He's, he, he has looked better than I thought he has or thought he would be. So, I mean, I, I like the Tua call. The only concern I have with Tua is, I mean, last week he only had the, he had the um, 30 pass attempts when he came in, and he had 150 yards still. Like, he's, he's had a lot of games this year with at least 40 pass attempts, but – he only has one game over 300 yards, so he hasn't really been running the ball that much. He's not, like, running for touchdowns. He has um, the last two games, but before that, like, he doesn't have any games with more than four carries. Mm-hmm. So, in that side, like, it's hard to play someone around Cam Newton that doesn't have that rushing upside and isn't really throwing, like, 300-yard bonuses. That's where it's almost like, at that point, just go all the way up to Derek Carr, who does have the uh, a higher likelihood of having say, 300. 300 yards and a couple uh, touchdowns in there. So it's almost like when you get to Tua, like are you comparing then Tua to Derek Carr? And then all of a sudden you're paying 800 more than uh, Cam Newton. So um, I'd have some interest in, in Tua, I think. What do you think about him versus like Derek Carr? So the matchup isn't that bad. I, I, I know there's a couple concerns, I think. One, even though I have liked how Tua has looked, there's still some just like the offensive line on the Dolphins is bad. You know, the, the pass catching core is pretty roughed up at this point. It's, 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 he's still clearly still healing from this finger. Like they didn't even want him to go last week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like, I'm not playing him in cash. I, I don't hate the call. I don't know what I'd stack him with. And my other concern is I, I'm, I'm not a huge Gaskin supporter. I'm not looking to Gaskin this week, but the Jets are also free money on the ground for running backs. And this could be a game where Gaskin just gets it done with a couple tutties. You know, they, they just like Dolphins lean on the run. don't and... like to run the ball more than like 10 times the game. I mean, it's interesting because it's the Jets who are like, it's free money. Like it's yeah. free real estate they to run the ball on it. the Jets. So that's where it gets me. Like, I don't have enough answers to 
what I think is going to happen in this game, and, and usually that's just going to be a void, especially when it's two teams who just aren't that good. Yeah, and I mean, this is uh, – I talk about a lot with games that are like two bad two bad teams playing each other, uh, but this one feels more like two bad teams playing each other that aren't going to score a lot. It's just going to be like kind of a slow-moving game. The Dolphins are likely just going to control it, control clock, and they're just going to try to get to the end of the game as fast as they can because um, I don't know, like neither of these teams are really that good, but it's still a division game and it still matters who loses as far as like yeah. draft pick seasons coming up. Like do teams throw games to get draft picks and, and things like that. So, yeah, um, I mean, I actually think this game is not going to be a slog. I don't think it's going to be slow paced. I think it has a chance to be pretty averagely or above averagely paced. It's just an ugly situation where, it's like, you know, all of a sudden Albert Wilson scoring touchdowns yeah. and then like Keelan Cole catch. Like, I mean, I just, I don't like feel, I mean, Crowder maybe goes off. Like, who knows? Like, it's just, there's so many, many variables. options. Yeah. So like, how do you try, choose? exactly. I think yeah. that's what it comes down to me. Cause I think there could be some points here. I just don't, I can't really guess where they're coming from. Uh, anyways, that's good chat. Let's <laughs> pull three quarterbacks, add one, talk about it. If we haven't spoke on it yet. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Josh Allen, uh, Cam Newton, and Dak Prescott. But I, I also really, I will talk about. Honorable, it are we doing second, an, are we doing an honorable mention? Hit me. I I like the idea of playing Rogers in tournaments because of how chalky AJ Dillon's going to be. Fair enough. Cam, Josh Allen, Dak. That's the pool. We're going to running backs. Great segue. AJ Dillon, man. Yeah. Probably going to be one of the highest uh, owned players on this entire slate. And uh, he's gotten volume when Aaron Jones is out. Even when Jones is in, he's still gotten volume. The issue with, for AJ Dillon as an asset this year has been that Aaron Jones has been getting majority of the uh, red zone carries, goal line carries, and the pass work. So if you're a running back without getting – Green zone, red zone carries, and pass work like is a bad situation, but that's all open for him now. He uh, he seems to be the bell cow. Twenty touches in this game, I think. No, it's a lock, but it's it's pretty damn damn likely it's going to happen. So sixty two hundred sounds really good for AJ Dillon. Adding thoughts there for me, Lou. Yeah, I think he's just somewhat underpriced for what role he's likely going to get in a game where. And they could easily just plug him in as he's Aaron Jones when Dylan was out or when like Jamal Williams was out where like we kind of know what the trees look like when Aaron Rodgers is quarterback for the Packers. It seems like that. It's, we have like the Vikings, condensed. the Vikings, Seattle. We don't guess where those targets are going. It is yeah. a very narrow target distribution. So I'm with you on this. It's going to be it, Dylan's going to get at least 15 touches. Adams is going to get at least eight targets. Probably 12. And everyone else gets like one or two targets. And that's pretty much it. Like if, if you want guys on the Packers, you know where the ball is going. You know, there's likely it's going to be Adams and Dylan getting the touchdowns. Uh, there might be a random Mercedes Lewis touchdown in there or something, but you wish you wish for the most part, Dylan is likely going to get a ton of work in a good matchup, a game that's 
probably going to have a lot of back and forth. Like it's the Vikings run defense game. is bottom five, and the Vikings run defense is bottom five. Man, they're bad. Yeah. So, I think he'll be able to run. Um, I expect him to be successful running, and he's going to be very highly owned. So it's the type of thing where I'm playing him in cash, but I think in tournaments, like it's pretty sharp to not play him too much. Um, and that's where like playing a, a Roger stack is your way of saying the all the touchdowns are going to go through the air instead of um, from the ground. Don't have anything to add. With you, Christian McCaffrey, eighty nine hundred. CMC is back. He twenty four, twenty six points, depending on whatever format you have. Last week, didn't even score a touchdown. Um, he is the best fantasy player in the world. Eighty nine hundred. Your thoughts? Cash lock. Yeah, I think he's probably my favorite to go up to. Um, we'll come to it at, at the wide receivers, but to pay that much for a wide receiver, like they could easily get outscripted or they get eight to 10 targets, but only three of them get caught, things like that. But with a running back like McCaffrey, you know, he's getting his touches and you're guaranteed that like 15 to 20, but in his case, he has the upside of 30 plus touches. Um, It's a workload thing. And he seems to be back. Uh, Maybe he's not a hundred percent as far as he's going to play every snap, but at the end of the day, like when he's in there, he's getting the work and he had 10 catches last week. So we've seen with Cam Newton, um, when he's been quarterback under center with McCaffrey, that the, uh, touchdown numbers have been a little lower, but I mean, like we said, he had 26 points without a touchdown last week without any bonuses. So the likelihood of him getting bonuses, hundred yard bonus here, there, at least five catches, pretty high. So he's got a floor that no one else really has, like you said, in fantasy at all. And just the gap between him and other people in prices, like this is the guy that in this spot last year, by week 10, would be a 10K player, and he's under 9K. So he's just simply put, still underpriced. Truth, man. It is. He's an insane asset, man. Let, let's actually um, move down just a little bit to another player that I think will have pretty decent ownership this week, and that's going to be Nick Chubb, 7,800, no cream hunt, still on IR, playing the Detroit Lions, not a good defense. I think there is a lot of narratives that are going to go behind Nick Chubb. You know, he's out last week. Um, you know, it, it seems as though the people are interested in Nick Chubb. Um, your thoughts on playing him this week? I like him. I think – I don't necessarily think he's going to be sneaky or anything because absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's tough because I think um, he's kind of in a, not dead zone, but his price is tough because he's very similarly priced to a lot of good uh, wide receiver plays. And he's facing the lions who we haven't really seen for as bad as the lions have been on paper, as far as like just, not winning games. Um, their defense has been okay enough where they're not getting like crazy amounts of fancy points allowed to like the starters. Cause sometimes, you know, you don't need to, to roll out your starters at the end of the games. Cause you're already like way up. Um, but I think from a standpoint that like Nick Chubb is 
a guy who is likely to get touchdowns in this game and they're likely to control the game, but um, I could easily see this game just being low scoring because slog. there's not a mud slog. Yeah. They don't need to score more than like 20 points in this game to win. So it, it's the type of thing where it's more like, yes, he could easily get a hundred yards and two touchdowns. So that's where I'd like have interest in him because it's Nick Chubb. Um, and I think people will somewhat forget about him because you have AJ Dillon, who is, I don't want to say in like the same spot or anything, but he's 1600 cheaper and has somewhat of a similar role. And I don't know. It, it's the type of thing where I have a lot of interest in Chubb because I think he'll get overlooked. Fair enough. I, I, I think he's in a weird spot for me because there's a, a group of running backs that interest me that I'm going to talk about here. Toss, toss, toss over to you, but I, I'll, I'll deal them up. So, you know, Mark Ingram, again, 5,400. think he's going to be a bit overlooked this week, even though he had a stellar week. Last week, no Kamara again. I mean, this guy had 14, 14, touch, 14 carries, seven targets last week. Very similar situation. Eagles are a pretty easy matchup for running backs at this point. So, I mean, you're, you're feeling good about 18 uh, touches in this game for Mark Ingram against the Eagles. Sign me up. Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams, Kansas City. I honestly think CH ain't playing. So this obviously is on, you know contingent upon CH playing, but he's been a top six RB since he took over a full-time role. The dude is the second wide receiver, uh, third pass catcher on that offense, and he still runs the ball. Yes, sign me up. And then Jeff Wilson Jr., it looks like uh, you know, Hasty is out. And then uh, Elijah Mitchell is now looking doubtful. He's supposed to walk into a nice uh, little opportunity, but you never know with the 49ers. So with that said, elaborate. What are your thoughts with Wilson at 51 and Ingram and Williams at 54 each? Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, people, there's so many good plays in the 5K range. Uh, you just named off some. There's, I could see people playing three others in the 5K range. Gaskin um, for Gaskin's gonna Gaskin, look Montgomery, Michael Carter, even like mm-hmm. they, the mid range at running back is is so wildly, um, not even like saturated is the correct word, but it it's very spread out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how that's going to be from an ownership standpoint, but I think but it's going to be key in, in getting the there. winning lineups. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised right. if you know, like people who crush. Uh, this Sunday are people who had to hit the right two running backs in that 5k range. That's where like, I'm starting to think that what could end up being pretty sharp is doing like McCaffrey and Chubb, because I think most lineups are going to have one or two of these guys that are in that, let's say um, Dylan and down from like mm-hmm. 6,200 down range. Uh, Cause even at 6,100, you have, you have James Connor too, who's in a pretty good spot. So I mean, all these guys just chub and CMC and throw in four wide receivers. Yeah, but I think I think people are going to talk themselves out of playing Mark Ingram because of just like old man narrative. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, he had the numbers last week with the snaps, and he was getting all the work. And Montgomery's out, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what the talk of like Jeff Wilson comes out to be. If people are like very high and want to play him, um, then I think I'd rather play Ingram than Wilson. Yes. And then I'd rather probably 
play. I think I'd rank them Ingram, Williams, and then Wilson. Yes, those three. Agreed. Where would you put Gaskin? Gaskin, I probably I, without Ceh. Assume we're assuming this. I would put Gaskin under Williams and above Wilson. Fair. But I still think I'd rather play Ingram. Williams and Ingram. Yeah. I'm with you on that, man. I'm I'm absolutely with you on the the Williams and Ingram train. I just want to throw this one out there, too, because people are talking about it. Dante Foreman, he's he's looked like the better running back on the Tennessee Titans. Not that it's saying a lot, but we know McNichols is out. He's primarily been the pass-catching back. Not that they're going to throw the ball out. That's beside the point, which just leaves AP and Deonta Foreman. Or Dante Foreman. So it's basically like AP, Dante Foreman, probably both going to be usable in fantasy. But I would think Foreman's going to be getting the pass work if there is any, even if it's just three or four catches. I mean, 4,900, a couple catches for 30 yards with, with eight or 10 carries. I mean, the, the path 3X is there. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, I also kind of like the idea of the passing game for, for the um, Titans and – that's where I don't know if I'm trying to play a running back here, um, but he does, like you said, seem to be the guy, and it's against the Texans. Every time I click his his uh, picture on DraftKings, I think it's um, Texans Marshawn Lynch. Oh, okay, it, it looks like him. Um, for but I was getting it, confused. It like, he played for the Texans for so long, so oh, I'm yeah. kind of like, what? Is he playing the Texans? He's playing against the Texans. It's it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, there's the narrative there, like revenge game. Um, Deonta Foreman revenge game. You, but, I tore my ACL and you cut me, you assholes. Like that's a fucking that is a, but that is a he does narrative. seem like he'll get some pass game work. Yeah, um, over AP. I think that's in his arsenal. Like AP is like actually old man. Like we, I just mentioned it with Mark Ingram, but AP is like turning forty in a couple months or something. Um, I think he's actually thirty eight, right? But or 36, um, something like that. He's old, man. Anyway, like, I think AP. Who's, old, who's older? Who's older? Mem- Memphis or AP? Who do you think's older? <laughs> Memphis or AP? Not, no comment. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go Foreman because I can just go Jeff Wilson. Yeah, fair enough. That's how I would compare the two. Like, we, we know Wilson's a guy that could come out of this game with three touchdowns because that's like what he he's does. done it. He's the goal um, line guy. We at least have nothing to fear. And there. we've also seen him get eight catches in games. So, like, if he to gets, me, it's if, like, yeah. I'm not going to go to Deontay Foreman because, like, I'll Wilson's just find, find it to 200. get Wilson now that, now that that's there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's sort of where, what I'd look in that range. Um, Let's go I don't know. What, what do you think about that, that higher up range that I was talking about? Like if everyone's going to be on Ingram and Wilson, like the Ravens rush defense hasn't been all that great. And we know what David Montgomery can do when given the full workload. Uh, he came back last week, averaged about five yards of carry. Um, he's, 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 a good, he's, he's a good one, man. I think if you want to We at least do, need to talk about him. I respect it. If you – because if everyone's going to be like, all right, we'll just play Ingram and Darrell Williams, I think Montgomery is probably my favorite guy to play instead because a lot of people are going to want to play Gaskin too. So I think if you play Montgomery, there's already like 
you're so different than a lot of other people. Um, and then one last guy in that range who more so, are you worried for Chubb that um, the Ernest is going to get more workload? Like, do you think, think he'll he start getting like I think a Kareem he, Hunt I, workload? Yeah, I do. I do. But if Kareem Hunt hurt was Chubb active, then? Yeah, but if Kareem Hunt, if Kareem Hunt was active right now, if Kareem Hunt was an active football player and Chubb was 7,800, he would still be a fine price. Yeah. I don't, I don't think if, 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 Hunt, if, Hunt, if Hunt, yeah, if Hunt was active, I don't think Chubb would be cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to be, he would be over 7K. Um, he might be like 7,400 at cheapest or something. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, look at, but like, you look at Chubb, like, he's been like, I mean, he, has, he spent some time up there, but 72, um, 78, week two, and then 76, 7,000, 6, 7, 6, 8, 6, 7, like, this is this is tied for the most expensive he's been all season long, you know. So it's like he he's a good price. I guess that's 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 a part of it. I think it, arguably they probably should have priced him up a little higher, unless they know it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let, let's go to pool uh, just for time's sake. Uh, pool of five running backs you're most interested in this week. I'm gonna go with uh, McCar- yeah, McCaffrey. CMC. Um, I I almost called him. Kamara, um, McCaffrey, Ingram, uh, Darrell Williams, Montgomery, and uh, Wilson. Love those Wilson's calls. So, like, I don't know. It's it might be hard for me to go up to Chubb with all those other guys in the middle. Yeah, range. you're right. Moving on, wide receivers, Lou. Let's talk about <laughs> the guys at the top. Um, arbitrary cutoff as always. Uh, Devonta Adams, eighty-four. Tyreek Hill, eighty-two. Justin Jefferson, eighty-one. And Diggs at seventy-nine. Those are the four highest wide receivers on the slate. Um, your thoughts on how you're going to be play any if all? Yeah, you can. You can almost bring that list all the way down to uh, CD Lamb and, and Debo. Uh, yeah. So uh, interesting prop that that ETR was was pumping. Um, this week is Debo rushing yards was like over five. So with, with the injuries at running back, I mean, Debo had five carries last week. Yeah, uh, that was pretty nuts so, to see. so does he see like, a five with injuries, even more injuries? Does he see the same amount or more? Yeah. I just think his, his floor is somewhat higher than some of those, some of these other guys, just because you know, he's going to get a few rushing attempts, especially in, in their current, uh, matchup and that increases the the likelihood of touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. So this upper range is like is is very solid this week. I think someone who's going to get somewhat forgotten in this range is going to be Justin Jefferson. Uh, lots of people are going to want to play Devontae Adams. I'm probably kill. not going to play Adams uh, with AJ Dillon. I think they just unless you're playing, you could just do a full. Rogers Dylan um, Adams stack and just say, I'm just going to collect all of the touchdowns. Hope they get four or five touchdowns. Uh, the Packers that is I hope they get four or five touchdowns in this game and just take all of that in these three players um, or else I don't want to take both of them. Cause you're, they limit each other's upside in a, in a sense. Um, so that's where I think I lean Tyreek. 
in a game that we're expecting to be very high scoring. He's just been ridiculous. Three straight games of at least 10 targets and three touchdowns in those games. Um, Hasn't hit the 100-yard bonus, surprisingly, since week four. Uh, But his floors is amazing, but we know what his ceiling is as well. And if Mahomes truly is back after we saw flashes of that last week, then, I mean, Tyreek is going to come with that. So Tyreek's probably my favorite of the group. Um, Stefan Diggs, I just think, has a little less upside than these other guys. Um, mm-hmm. He hit it last week, but that was against the Jets. And this week, facing a little more competent of a defense. But um, A.J. Brown, without Julio Jones, is in a great spot and in a matchup that the Texans have been good against the run, and they haven't been good against the pass. So, um, grown-ass man, A.J. Brown, he's... The thing with that offense is they don't really tend to throw the ball as much as some of the other offenses there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then C.D. Lamb, another guy who like is growing into one of the, the better wide receivers in the league, and Amari Cooper is going to be out. So he's likely going to see a ton of volume again, and we've seen it before with him where he had week one he had 15 targets. I could see something like that again happening this week. No, absolutely, man. I uh, I feel similarly about some of those uh, top tier wide receivers. It is uh, it's going to be a close one for me to figure out who. But I think Tyreek is the guy that I will be ultimately deciding to go with. I wanted to shift down just a bit here, talk about some of these cheaper wide receivers, at least guys that I think people are going to be looking towards. I think with the Amari Cooper news that uh, Michael Gallup at forty two is a pretty solid lock. He looked great last week. Kind of, uh, you know, Schultz didn't do as much, Amari didn't do as much, and I, I, I wouldn't say Amari Cooper is worse than Gallup or Gallup's better than Amari, but last week Gallup looked just as much of a wide receiver as Amari did on that offense. So at 4,200 with Gallup, yes, please. I mean, I think he's one of those few um, wide receiver insurance or handcuff policies that are out there. So 4,200 Gallup is great, and I also have a hard time. Uh, you know, T. Higgins at 54, we talk about him every week. He's he's not going to burn us, but he hasn't really broke out yet. But maybe this is the week in this game that we expect to be a little bit more of a blow-up spot. We're betting the over. T. Higgins, 54, Gallup, 42. Your thoughts, Lou? Both of them, I think, are, I don't want to say musts, but very high on my list to put in cash, I think Gallup is almost a lock button in cash mm-hmm. because of price. He's going to be just so massively owned, um, especially in cash games. Like, it, there's not a ton of cheap plays this week, but once he was going to be owned, and then with the Cooper news, it just locks it in that much more. Um, so, I expect Gallup to probably be the highest owned player on the slate, uh, forty two hundred in a game that's expected to get 55 plus points. So, um, yeah, to me, Gallup is the first guy in in my cash team. And then the second guy might be Higgins. It, It sort of depends. He's the thing with Higgins. He just gets exactly 13 points every week. His, he's not super flashy in that sense. Um, he hasn't had any games this season of, of over 20 fantasy points on, uh, DraftKings, but he always seems to get at least 10. So it's a type of thing where for cash, like strictly off of the fact that they still haven't made him 6K, um, 
each week we're going to have this discussion with with T Higgins where all right are you paying 5400 for uh, 13 fantasy points and just locking that into a cash team and i mean i probably will just because one of these weeks he'll like get a touchdown and then all of a sudden he has 20 points so i mean for me this with the volume that he gets and the floor that you know he's getting four or five catches for four mm-hmm. yards at, at least. Um, so for me, I have interest in playing them in cash. But I think in tournaments, it's uh, you can still play some Gallup, but just be know, know that a lot of other rosters that you're playing are um, going to also have Gallup. So do you have specific guys you're looking for in that range? Because it, it's tough for me... Uh, because someone like Rondell Moore is right there, but he also doesn't really have no. He doesn't get much enough work, bro. I think Rashad, like Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman okay. at forty five hundred. Um, I think that the I wouldn't be surprised to see 35, 40 attempts out of Lamar in this game. Just the way I expect the Bills to come out and play some defense. I mean, the Bills, the the, the Bears to come out and play some defense. So he's probably the best one. I I, I think that Wa- Sammy Watkins hurt the the Ravens more last week than he helped them. And Bateman still saw 55%, I believe, snap share. So I, I think Bateman's number two. I think we see a lot more of him. I think there's a lot of passing going on in this game, at least from the Raven side of things. Like, they've proved themselves to be a bit of a passing team. Um, so they're going to try to limit Lamar as a rusher, but, you know, challenge him to pass. But the Bears have been below average pass defense. So, you know, Bateman's been getting the looks. I, I At 4,500, I think, is a cash play. Like, you look at what he's been doing, and, like, things have been pretty good. Uh, in terms of him getting full-time snaps, like he is a safe play. He's getting targets, he's getting yards, he's getting volume. So 4,500, I, I could easily see myself with some Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he's gotten at least six targets in every game. So the, the floor seems pretty good, and he's probably the best pivot off of Gallup Chalk. You're in that same price range, so you're not doing that much different with the rest of your lineup. But um, in my mind one of these weeks he's probably going to end up breaking out at a 60 yard touchdown. So um, might as well start playing him while he's we while cheap. Cause if he gets one of those, then all of a sudden he's 5,100 next week, you know? So um, I like the bait and call. Um, besides that, like AJ Brown, another name I'll toss out there. I think you and I had a conversation before the show where, you know, the, it seems like, you know, the Houston Texans bad, but they're, they're not as bad. Uh, bad against the run is there against the pass. And, you know, their their running back situation is AP and down to Foreman. As we talked about, there's not a lot there. So maybe the Tennessee Titans look at this game and and the path of least resistance to, to winning this game is actually through the air. And we know A.J. Brown is a grown man, a grown ass man, an NFL football player in the National Football League. He's a good dude. So I don't know. It's at 77. It, it doesn't seem bad to me. It's intriguing. I'm looking at him. I've been toying around with him in my lineup's thoughts on AJB. I think he's in a great spot, and he's the guy. Um, another cheap guy I had some interest in was um, Marcus Johnson. And this goes back to what I was saying about Texas defense seems to be giving up uh, more through the air than on the ground. And we saw Johnson, it, granted he had a 50-yard catch uh, last week, but we saw him hit the 100-yard bonus with only five catches. And um, to me, he has that sort of breakout speed and ability 
for 3,500, like a decent dart throw. But I mean, AJ Brown is the guy. He's the alpha in that offense. And without Derrick Henry, they're going to try to get him the ball when they can, especially without uh, Julio. Then the likelihood of him getting hard yards and uh, a touchdown seems pretty high in this game. And it's it's been a little different this year than in years past, but we've seen AJ Brown get to a hundred yard bonus on like five targets a lot. So mm-hmm. um, he doesn't need that much to get there. So um, I am trying to find ways to get him into lineups. And then finally, um, if I ask for your pool of five, who would you be missing? Um, I think. People are trying to play that Burrow stack, which might include um, Chase. But a guy I'm kind of interested in, because when you when you look at, like we just named the guys who are like the high-end prices, right? DK Metcalf is 6,800, and Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. back. Um, I just feel like he's underpriced. Devonta Smith is 6,400 for comparison. So, like... <laughs> I just think DK Metcalf, it's he's been quiet for too long, I guess is how I'd word it. But he had eight targets last week in the first game back for Russell. They didn't score any points, but I think there was some snow in that game. Um, I think this game could be underlooked, Seattle and, and Arizona, especially if Kyler's back and Russell's back. Like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, this game would, would not have been that interesting to me. But I think now, like these teams are coming out a little more full strength and uh, doesn't seem like too many people are talking about this game compared to some of the others. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's similar to where like, I think it could be a slog, um, but yeah. Kyler's health is a concern, but at the same time, wouldn't shock me if it went, you know, over 50. So I guess I'm with it. the DK uh, not playing in cash, but I, I, I like the call. I looked at him. I was interested in it. So well, Lou hit me with that pool of five. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Tyreek. AJ Brown. Um, it's tough because Higgins and Gallup. And then I think I'll just say DK for the fifth one. Tight ends moving along. Always a pretty uh, interesting conversation here. At least let's start at the top. Kelsey, 71. Kittle, 63. Waller, 6. And Andrew, sorry, Waller, 6, 3, 6, 1. And Andrew six, those top four thoughts, uh, interest in any of them. Yeah, I think, I mean, my favorite of them is probably Kelsey. Um, I know I, I, I want to say that you disagree with me here, but, uh, do. it just seems like Kelsey's back to being like the Kelsey of old, like they, there was a little stretch in there where people were just like questioning Kelsey and it's okay. Sorry. He had, he had two weeks where he didn't have 50 uh, receiving yards. So now all of a sudden he's washed. Um, but then he came out last week, had his normal eight catches, 119 yards. Um, this is a game that we're trying to target. We expect it to have a lot of points. Uh, if, if you were to tell me going into last week, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw five touchdowns in this game and none of them went to, to Travis Kelsey. That would just surprise me. So yep. um, a lot of times what happens is he'll, in a sense, like choose 
okay, this is a Tyreek week or or this is a Kelsey week, and um, they're the guys. So I think if a lot of people are going to be on Hill already, um, then you could easily go with, say, A.J. Brown or Devontae Adams and then take Kelsey as your exposure to that game. So I personally, um, I prefer Kelsey. Fair enough. I'm, I'm going the Waller route here. I, I know it's been bit, a bit disappointing, but I think what it really comes down to is I, I think this game's been a bit of a shootout. I think it's a great situation for Derek Carr. I think uh, Waller is his dude. Like, no, it hasn't really worked out in the in the points column, but, I mean, there's only been one game this year where he's seen less than seven targets. I mean, he, he's locked in for seven targets. I mean, eventually it's been four weeks um, since he's played, at least four games he's played since he's been in the end zone. I mean, he hasn't found that zone since week four. So I, I, I'm here for it. I, the volume is there. The routes run is there. He's still a stud. So I had 6,100, you know, I like Waller for a hundred yards and a touchdown this week. Yeah. I just, I'm still on the side of, I feel like we haven't really seen it from him this year that much. So, True. um, yeah, but I, I, I'd like him better than Kittle. I think, yeah. I don't know. Kittle's been getting tons of targets. Should have played. Should have played him last week. Yeah, I mean, he's just so he's very hit or miss at this point. I feel like he's a very boomer busty. Um, depends on the game flow and things like that. And if if the 49ers get out to an early lead against the Jaguars, they could just start. You know, they just run it with Jeff Wilson yep. um, a bunch of times or like use check or whatever. So don't really have interest in there and. Uh, but I think I do like Waller more than uh, Mark Andrews for a very similar price. Going down the list a little bit, two other dudes that I'm interested in is one obviously is going to be Dan Arnold. Hooked me up last week. He's only 4,100, probably a bit egregious because he's been smashing targets. He is a primary pass catcher on the Jaguars. So, I mean, he's he's pretty much locked in for seven, eight targets. He's at 4,100. And then Col- uh, Colcomat, 3,400. He has seen at least six targets in the last three weeks. He's turning into a legit weapon. A-Rob is out. Could be a couple extra targets for Komet. Don't know. But at least makes me feel good. With A-Rob out, unfortunately, it does make me feel good that Komet's going to see at least six, seven targets in this one. Hasn't um, caught a touchdown all year long. Um, Something about Komet is touchdownless on the year. Maybe this is the week for it as he becomes more of a primary than a secondary option in this offense. Yeah, I think... The thing with um, Dan Arnold and yeah, I, I like to target tight ends who have uh, rookie quarterbacks, and it's kind of crazy what type of usage he's had. Um, for me, like I don't know if I'll get there because I'm not really targeting that game that all that much. Um, Komet is probably the one that I have the most interest in, and then Schultz, uh, forty six hundred. He's in a that high scoring game, and I think people are going to have their eyes set on Gallup um, and then secondarily probably CD. Um, but Dalton Schultz has pretty much gotten decent workload um, last week. Didn't do much, but they got out to that crazy lead that there was nothing they had to do really. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's another guy who hasn't had a touchdown since week four um, and like Jarwin's not there behind him anymore. So mm-hmm. um, people are going to want to play Gallup. And for a similar price, you could play the tight end on the same team who's not that much different of a play in a way. So um, I really like Schultz this week. Pool of three tight ends. Is there somebody you'd be missing from that pool? 
Mine's Kelsey Schultz and Komet. Um, the only other one I would mention is Gesicki. Fair enough. Uh, but matchup. Defense, we like to gloss over this. It is what fits. But if there's a favorite, who is it? I like Browns and Panthers the most. Um, Browns obviously facing the Lions. We've seen a lot of teams that face the Lions get priced closer to 4K. They're only 3,100. And the Browns defense is pretty good in general. Uh, so I like that 3,100. Trying to get up to them if I can. And then Panthers, kind of what we've talked about already. We both are on the side of we think the Panthers control this game pretty well. And um, with that, think their defense as well they their defense has been a big part of why they've they've had some success this year um so those are my favorite two that's it i'm with you on that one lou final thoughts week 11 yeah the the thing i wanted to mention is that dallas kc game is a late game so you're gonna have tons of flexibility uh especially if you load up on that game or something um you're gonna have tons of flexibility at the late window and you'll know what already happened in that like Green Bay, Minnesota game and in the Buffalo game. And um, you'll see what a lot of those games have already done. So mm-hmm. you can adjust as as you wish. Like if, if all those great wide receivers that we talked about just basically don't do anything in the early window, then um, you're a lot freer to play someone like like a Tyree Kill late and not have to worry about um, the ownership side as much. Lou, where can we find your work? Where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, at Lou Doc Sherman. Um, also working with Lucky Trader um, on NFT side. And then um, what I was going to mention is that next week is uh, Thanksgiving. Do you want to just let people know what our plan was for that? Yeah, I mean, I was going to take the week off, man. We're gonna take the Thanksgiving week off. Wanted to, a, to let people know. If yeah, it's it's more it's, it is it is more of a personal choice. Something Lou and I have, I have uh, take a little break. The, the content can be a grind. We love delivering it. We love sitting here talking. But it's good to get a week off, especially I'm traveling. Yeah, not gonna be with my equipment. So the, the yep. Thanksgiving is off. We will pick back up. In and week like half the 13. games are on Thursday, so then it's yeah. like the the weekend slate. And people kind of forget about it. Yep. So we're out. We're taking a break, but week 13, we will certainly be back taking a break for week 12. You can find me on Twitter at FF Tyler. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget. Tell somebody you love them later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak